What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're going to be diving into the real reality of Bravo by Barb. We've got Barbara from Bravo by Barb on Instagram here to dissect all things Bravo. We're going to be talking about the nostalgia and the legacy of NeNe Leakes quotes. We're going to dive into a debate about who's hotter, Schwartz or Sandy. We're going to play this or that. And we're just going to kiki about all things that have to do with working for Lisa Vanderpump, going on Vanderpump Rules, and how the HCU has taken over reality television. Lock in while I clock in, because we're about to get into it. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? I can. How are you? Oh, awesome. I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing very well. Thank you so much for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Anytime. I appreciate you. So listen, I appreciate you for being here. I appreciate you for talking to me. I just wanted to get, you know, my friends on the phone, have conversations about reality TV, because I just, you know, I get bored and I get lonely and I have feelings and opinions, right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So I'd be wanting to share my opinion, share my thoughts, as unpopular as some of them may be. And, you know, just get some other, uh, get some other people's thoughts outside of my own. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, let's do it. Sweet. So when did you fall in love with reality TV? Oh my God. <laughs> A long time ago. I would say it probably started with, um, a big brother big brother is very popular is, is big Whoa. brother before the show. kardashians um i think big brother was before the kardashians okay. i'm not a big brother fan but a lot of people who i've called um who i've gotten on the phone a lot of the people who i've talked to seem to be really big 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 brother fans I am. I've watched it since the beginning, and I've also watched The Kardashians since the beginning, and that was in 2007. I think that The Kardashians had 20 seasons in 15 years, and then Big Brother just wrapped season 24. So they may have started around the same time or right before, depending on how, how, how often they were shooting seasons. Yeah, that's how old I am. Nice. No, well, I go no. all the way back to the road rules days. I was watching Bravo before Housewives existed. Oh my so gosh, I, me too. Like, but yeah. I, I never watched the um, road rules and the MTV stuff with the reality stars that were, you know, came from there, from their shows and went on those things. I didn't watch those so much. I just watched the shows themselves pretty much. But yeah, Big Brother is great. And I'm, I love the Kardashians. You know, you know they're on Hulu now. Yes, I'm watching that too, and I love them. You know, there's so many people that don't like them, 
and um but i i do and i i'll walk in the reruns are on during the day and Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Now I can't. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I gotta pay attention to my phone. Yeah, I found that on these calls you can't let your phone lock or no, it'll disconnect. Can't. Yeah, I'm gonna I... pay I'm gonna pay attention to that. And I have to make a note to remember to tell people that. Yeah. <laughs> That's I what happened about the Kardashians. Because I actually just dropped an episode on the season premiere today. Yeah. That that episode just came out today, and I'm talking about the um, season one premiere, and it is yeah, I super saw intense. it. It is the one super where Chloe intense. is talking about Tristan and expecting a baby with another woman, and, and putting the pieces together of that. Almost giving birth. Well, let me ask you something, because I have a conspiracy theory on one one Chris Jenner that I spoke on on, on today's show um, on, the, on the Kardashians and since you've been watching since the beginning like I have uh-huh. I, I think maybe you can kind of have an idea about this yeah. um, I had a conspiracy theory that when Chris was when um, Chris was crying when she was sitting there with Chloe waiting on their cousin Cece to come to the condo that she forgot she had Yeah, um, I know right <laughs> Just How well, do you do right? that? You just obnoxiously wealthy. You don't even know about it. Just obnoxiously wealthy. Just I know, ignorantly, right? just crazy. annoyingly wealthy. Just it annoyingly is. It's wealthy. Crazy. I'm so jealous. I just love her suits. Really, like I love that oh. she wears suits and sneakers everywhere she goes, and I think it's and it's so just so so just carelessly put together, but it's just so iconic. I love I the love way she Chris dresses. Jenner. I think but she I is have, so funny. You same, but I have a conspiracy theory because she admitted a while ago that she had an affair around the time that Chloe was conceived, right? Yes. And she, and she bust out crying in this condo out of nowhere <laughs> when they were talking about the baby and all of that stuff, right? Yeah. And it got me to thinking, and I thought, is Chris Jenner like trying to figure out is this her karma? Because have you ever heard that, like, the sins of your past manifest themselves in your children? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I have a conspiracy theory that maybe Chris feels a little guilty or maybe she mm-hmm. feels like or, or or she was wondering in that moment, are the sins of my past catching up with my daughter at this point? Because she admitted that she had an affair on Robert. Right. Around the time that she was born, and it's not hard to believe. And then she now, almost you, got with the same guy while she was married to Bruce. Right, and the crazy part is, is that they've never confirmed whether Chloe is child or not. I they thought they never did. Confirmed. They never did. I, they did a DNA test on the show where they tested Chris Jenner, which I thought was just stupid, and them doing TV just to try to like quell the quell the headlines. Yeah. But I don't remember if they did. I just don't remember. But I don't remember them ever confirming whether Chloe was actually Robert's child or not because I don't remember them saying like they got tested. Right. They, 
they did a paternity test. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it was like they just kept going. Like everything was right. Going. I don't remember that either. The only the last thing I remember was um, Chris was so upset because Chloe refused to do that, and mm-hmm. and and you know her mom was so upset about that, and she couldn't get through to Chloe, and that's the last thing I remember about that. Yeah. So, and it's and you know diving further into the conspiracy theory of it all excuse me um chloe looks very different yes yeah, from does. courtney and kim oh you my know what i'm saying uh, yeah, courtney and kim does. look like they're half armenian they look like they're half asian absolutely chloe looks like a california white woman <laughs> flat out and there's nothing wrong with that there's no shade there's no tea right they look different chloe looks more like kendall and kylie than she does at well she looks more like kendall because kylie now looks like kim and courtney but like they look like she looks american i was looking at kylie um on one of the reruns just probably Mm -hmm. yesterday and Old Kylie. The yeah. Well, I was watching one with new Kylie and just thinking about old Kylie, and it's just so different. I mean, it's a whole new person. I can't believe her lips make that much difference in the way she looks. It's uh, it's just it's crazy to me. But I mean, she looks great, and I love her. But like, Mm -hmm. she looks so different. I don't think she's yeah. I don't think she just had her lips done personally, but that's you just think? my opinion. I think she's had a lot more work done personally, okay. but I, I, I'm not a plastic surgeon. Well, I'm I, was, not, I was thinking, I'm yeah. just like, I, I, yeah, like it's just so different. I don't but she's know. she's gorgeous. Like, oh, like, yeah. like, like if she did get a complete makeover, it was money well spent. <laughs> but yes. if she didn't, I need to call their trainers. I now, guess. What was the moment you knew you had to make content about Bravo? Uh, oh my gosh. Um, um prob- probably around COVID. Mm, yeah. Do tell. Because I already, well, I was already watching it. Like, well, you know, I, um, I finally made my way back home to where I live now so comfortable and I've been here for like 10 years at least but anyway um but when I came back here it it was 2012 and that's when I started watching all of it and Mm -hmm. I had Bravo and I started watching all the shows and I I think I probably started watching watch what happens live a lot okay and seeing everyone on that and then you know um Vanderpump Rules was so popular Right. And I started watching that, and of course, I mean that gets you hooked right there. I mean, Vanderpump Rules is a freaking amazing show. So I would say percent. that's what got me started and hooked. And then I started watching like um, I fell in love with the early. I fell in love with the OC. I fell in love with Jersey. You know, the table flip, all that. Like those first seasons are so freaking good of Jersey. And um, the New York, of course, that's one of my, I watch all of them. Like, that's one of my faves. Um, but yeah, it probably, it started, like, I would say it started with, like, Watch What Happens Live, watching that, and then watching Vanderpump Rules and getting into that. And then, you know, just when you're watching Watch What Happens 
Hello. Got your back. Sorry, I let it go dead. I'm sorry. No, it's no problem. Oh, where'd I leave off? Um, just talking about how um COVID and and Vanderpump rules kind of led you back into the Bravo universe and how it was leading you to start creating content on your on your Instagram about the network. Yes, and well, I. I, I have several Instagram accounts and um, one of them that I started that I really loved was based on Twilight, the Twilight movies. Mm. Yes. It, that's like my heart and soul. So um, my original account was completely deleted but anyway, I started another one but and I haven't been active on it for a long time. So anyway, but I started getting hooked on the Bravo shows and I was, you know, I just get inspired, you know, whatever inspires me, man, it just made me want to do it. And Vanderpump Rules, like, I, I've watched all of them, like, so many times. And you go back to the days where, you know, they're living in their apartments and not making any money yet. And it's just so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so good. And, um. So, um, that really, that probably got me started. Yeah. And then I started watching all the housewives on Hulu uh, from beginning to end and just fell in love with everything. And now I'm up to date with everything and I watch everything. And, but, um, yeah, I was talking about, you know, Jersey and OC, like early OC was so good. One million percent. What's your favorite Housewives franchise? Oh God, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with New York, though. Tell me why. God, it's just so good. Um, just all, just when you get Bethany, Sonia, Ramona, Dorinda, Luann, Tinsley. All in a room. It's just amazing to watch. It's just insanity. It's total chaos, and I love it. I mean, they're oh. completely nuts. One hundred percent, honestly, I yes, agree with you on that. I love them. I miss it so much. I mean, it's just crazy. And when you know, like the whole Cartagena trip, and then when they went to Mexico with Bethany for her tequila. Oh my goodness. That was just amazing TV. Amazing. Absolutely. Do you have a top five housewives from across all the franchises? A top five? Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Um, I guess I would say New York. 
Um, no, like individual housewives. Like, do you have a oh individual top housewives five? across yes. the board? Yes. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, Dorinda Medley, Sonia okay. Morgan, um, Bethany. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think. There. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm still trying to think. Um, gosh, I want to say Vicky Gumbelson just because she's such good TV. I think. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, oh, okay, I freaking love Portia from Atlanta. I, she's one of my top faves. Nice. She's yeah. one of my favorites too. Do you have a favorite tagline? The crown is heavy, darling. <laughs> What's the rest of that? <laughs> so you best just leave it where it belongs. Exactly. There you go. I think that's probably my favorite. I like well, that one. Oh, well, and, speaking and of, also, oh. I'm sorry. Um, Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump should have been in that list. Yeah, she's a favorite of mine also. Nice. That might be unpopular, but I love Lisa Vanderpump. Well, we'll get into unpopular opinions in just a minute, but you're in a safe space, so there's no right or wrong answers here. Okay. Because I really want to just see reality TV and see Bravo through your eyes. So all these are just your personal opinions. Right. Now, speaking of Beverly Hills, do you prefer old housewives or new housewives? And what I mean by that is I think that Beverly Hills changed the archetype or the blueprint of what housewives are. I think in the old days of OC, New York, Atlanta, New Jersey, I think those women were people who were interesting women in interesting um, towns, but they were just upper middle class. They weren't necessarily completely rich or wealthy. Some of them had more money than others, like a like a Deshaun Snow, like a Luann, allegedly. Right. Like a, you know, like like some of them had more Kinda cash like than others. Gina from OC. Right. Like that, Gina really represents old, old, old housewives to me. Right. And then I think when Beverly Hills started, Beverly Hills ushered in this new type of housewife where they all came in rich and they all came in super wealthy and they all came in as the full package and they already had all the fashions and the diamonds and the clothes and the mansions and the cars. And that was a requirement to become a housewife now. Now you had to be opulently wealthy for you to even be considered to be a housewife. Exactly. I actually, I can't believe I didn't put that in there, but... I, I actually, that is one of my absolute saves is, and I can't believe I didn't think of it, but Beverly Hills, um, the early, like seasons one, two, and three, that is some amazing TV and I love it. I hear that a lot too, that a lot of people prefer a lot of the earlier seasons of the shows, but specifically season one through three mm-hmm. of Beverly Hills. Yes. And I forgot to say that, but yes, absolutely. It's amazing. Right. So do you prefer the old model housewives that were like the desperate housewives of the girls? Or do you prefer the new model housewives that are like 
already coming in supposed to be the Housewives of Dubai. Like, it seems like Beverly Hills just ushered in Dubai in America. Exactly. And I'm going to say the old because I actually um, could not even tell you a lot about Dubai because I couldn't get into it. So I've not seen the whole thing. And um, so I don't know. I don't know what it was. Have you seen it all? I have not seen it all. I saw the first because they uploaded it free on YouTube, but I had a lot of moral issues that I had to work through with Bravo and this franchise. Yeah. But to get a little more inside, I I will recommend a a um, YouTube video from one of my favorite YouTube channels called Deeply Superficial. They just released a video talking about Dubai and they kind of give a lot of context into Dubai and what made it great and why they watched it. And she convinced me to go back and actually take a look at the season as a whole. Because all that I really kind of know about the actual show is the first episode that I saw and then the clips of the reunion. So whatever in between, I I, I don't really... But from her perspective, it seemed like culturally it was a really diverse show. There was a lot of cultures from the women and that in the third. So it made it more interesting when she broke it down from less of just like women in Dubai arguing and versus she was kind of making me understand like these, these women were, were very culturally different. They had interesting stories, interesting families, this, that, and the third, and they all had real money. One, one of the housewives is actually a billionaire. Like yes. they have real money over there. So outside of that, the cultural aspect is what made me want to go back and watch it. Yeah. But I but I guess it depends on what you want from from your housewife, you know? Right. Well, it, it is very interesting. And, like, from what I did see, um, I love Ion. Is her name Ion? Chanel Ion. Chanel mm-hmm. Ion. I love her. She's my fave. I love her. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. I think she's awesome. Um, but I just, I, I couldn't get into it. I watched the first one. And, um, and like you, I saw, you know, scenes from the reunion and... I don't know. I'll but, probably reconvene once I've, you know, actually watched it. And there'll probably be an episode of the podcast where I talk about, I finally watched Dubai and here are my thoughts six months after everybody stopped caring. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm wondering how that show's going to do, you know? Well, I think we'll see. I think that all shows do, deserve at least two seasons one to kind of introduce the women and then a second season to see how they are now that they've been on tv for a while and see how they acclimate and i think that we kind of see if a housewife is really or a housewife franchise is really going to do well in their second season because now that everybody's used to being on camera now that everybody knows how this goes now they know now that they've stopped being nervous now that they've forgotten that 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 the cameras are there let's see what you really give us yeah. Now, if you can't make it work in a season two, now your ass got to go. There you go. I agree. But that's just Housewives human resources speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you could write the job description for a perfect housewife, what would you say makes a great housewife to you? Mm. Well, um, very honest, outspoken just real um uh I don't, I don't 
don't know. Um, loving. Um, quirky. Funny. Mm. You know, just all the good, smart, intelligent. Just all the good things. Nice. What what is your who is your favorite housewife? Um I I don't know if I can narrow it down to one yeah. housewife because I like 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 I like I like housewives for different reasons and I don't have just a monolithic board or a bar that I judge my housewives by. I kind of judge each housewife individually. But I think for me, what I look for in housewives is women that I can relate to or 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 women that I would actually or could see myself hanging out with in real life, whether you're opulently wealthy or not. Because I think that there are a lot of really rich housewives that are very normal and regular and, you know, like Candy, for example. She's worth more than anybody on that show, on the cast, or in production. Yes, yeah, she but is. She's just like, but she's like a regular homegirl. Yeah, like I can see sure, myself yeah. going down to the OLG and getting wings and talking shit and drinking dark liquor with her. She Real is. Easy. You're right. You're right. She is. So for me, I think I like more relatable women who are real people who aren't playing TV or as I like to say, playing housewives. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't like people who try too hard. I don't like people who get on camera, see how they are their their first season, and then create a caricature of themselves based on what the fans liked about them. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Dr. Wendy Osefo is a blatant example of that because that Zen Win shit, nothing about it was Zen. Right. Nothing about it was Zen. In fact, it was blatantly aggressive. And it's funny that she has such a problem with the word aggressive when she's being aggressive. That, that, that shit bothers me. But anyway... Well, what are your, um, what are your thoughts I, on Kelly Dodd? Nothing for Kelly Dodd. Okay. Nothing for her. And mind you, I'm not, you know, here to bash anybody. If you know, if, if you love them, great. You no, know, I I used to love her, and I I think she just lost her mind and went nuts. But there there comes a point when you become too invested in the show, and the show becomes your personality. Right. And I think Kelly Dodd heard Andy Cohen say in that first reunion, you're the most polarizing housewife we've ever yes. seen on Housewives. He did, yes. And I think she took that and ran with it like Sanya towards four Olympic gold. I totally agree with you, yes. And I think she dove into that so hard. But yeah. the problem with personalities like that is that shit plays out quick if it's not authentic. If you're not somebody who's authentically quirky, like a Shannon Bador or a Mary Cosby, or even a Ramona, as that shit nuts and problematic <laughs> as she is. Ramona is entertaining as hell. She's entertaining and she's also problematic as hell, but I know that what she's doing is genuinely authentic. So I can halfway get around it because yeah. I know that it's her. It it's is not her. put on. It, it is her. That yeah. But I but if it's fake and it's put on, I can read through that instantly and I just don't like that. Like I like naturally, naturally interesting and entertaining women. If you're not that girl, don't try to be that girl. Not right. everybody can be a Portia. Not everybody can be a Nene. Some girls have to be Cynthia Bailey. 
Do you get what I mean? Yes, I got you. Cynthia Bailey is one of the most classiest, iconic, legendary, quotable women who's ever been on the show. But but what she's not is ratchet and loud. No, she's just there's and argumentative. Yeah, exactly. She's everything. But you know, some people don't see the value in not being the loudest person in the room. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I totally. There's a reason why Cynthia lasted almost 12 years on the show. She did. She lasted so long. Like, she lasted 11 seasons. I was like, and that's for a reason. Like, they don't just give these girls contracts if they're not doing shit. I'm sorry. Like, they just don't. The only thing that killed me about Cynthia was it took that woman forever to consider someone a true friend. She'd be like, 10 years in, she'd be like, oh, I'm still getting to know you, girl. know each other. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, as ruthless as that is, I am that girl. <laughs> I am 100% that girl. The way she looked Andy in his face and was like, listen, I'm still getting to know you. Exactly. I only see you at the reunion, basically. And try down to the watch what happens live. I only see you when I'm in the circle. Uh, no. Like, so I don't know what you want me to do about that. I don't know you bitches. <laughs> That's so but I'm that girl. But but I'm that girl, so I get it. But yeah. as messy as it is, I was like, girl, like you've been on the show with these women for six years. Like you exactly. don't know them. Damn. And you invented she, the friend. When contract. she told Andy that, I was like, are you are you serious right now? <laughs> that's how you know Cynthia was that's how you know Cynthia felt felt job security. Like yeah. she was not worried about a piece. She was not worried about if her contract came in or not. She was like, girl, I'm getting money with or without this damn show. And, and because she was like, listen, Andy, I don't know your ass. No shade. She was, I know. So Love you to bits, but you're going to have to get over that, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now tell me this if you could do one cast trip of any franchise over, what would it be? Oh, my God, that's so hard. That's All, my these questions only get harder. <laughs> my questions only get harder. <laughs> oh God! Um, yeah, I to make you girls think, honey. Mm. Any cast trip anywhere, you can make it better, or you can save it from getting worse. I, I would say, um, oh God. I'm sure there's a better one, but I'm just going to say that trip to Mexico with Bethany, the cast of New York. Mm. When, yeah. Like, that was yeah. just nuts. It was nuts. Yeah. Crying, holding skinny girl tequila in her hand, telling Luann that her husband's cheating on her. It's like, girl! Uh, Sonia just much. getting naked. Um, Everywhere. I was like, it, why are you look, women so comfortable? You know, coming on, on to Bethany and, you know, Luann falling in the bushes and Dorinda stabbing herself with a knife. I was like, why is every single one of you unhinged? All of you are unhinged? They've been drinking all day. (laughs) At the same time? Like, it seemed like all of them just went off the cliff at the same... Like, it seemed like they pulled a group Thelma and Louise. Like, they all just held hands and jumped off the cliff together. We all gonna go overboard together. I know, it was just a mess. God but then, her. as far as just places to go, like beautiful places, God, they've been to so many, but I would say that, I think it was the OC when they went to Bali. Mmm, that was fun. Yeah, I would like to go there. Nice. 
Yeah. Do you have a favorite Nene Leakes quote? Oh my God, no, I don't know. Um, Here to make you think, girl. <laughs> you sure are. Um, good Lord, why are you spraying that on me? I spring it on everybody. There are just certain questions that I just want to know what the people are thinking. There are certain questions that I'm just gauging where your head is at. Just to see what you really thinking. Because I want to see it through your eyes. So I'm asking all the good questions. That, and then... Close thing your is, legs to married men. Classic. Close your legs to married men. Classic. Classic. <laughs> I think my favorite NeNe Leakes quote... It's the... And it may not be my favorite, but it's the one that lives rent-free in my mind. Mm -hmm. It's when Kim was out here pimping her daughter for John Legend tickets. (laughs) Yes. And she sat up in that confessional and she cocked her lace wig to the side. And she said, listen, the music ain't that good. And I listened at it on the iPod. (laughs) Yes. That was good. That was good. Yes. I just... That and that and they make them when you got the coins. Uh-huh. They make them when you got the coins. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about what has been. Worry about what's now. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. It's that so entire many. scene is just one long Nene Leaks quote that I could just because I quote that as a monologue. It's not yeah. a series of quotes. I, that, that's that's just a Nene Leaks monologue for me. Is that whole Puerto Rico trip? She makes me laugh so much. She oh, is. I, I I wish she would get back into comedy. I do too, because she is so funny. And then you know the stuff. I can't even think of it right now, but the stuff she spouts off at Sheree, and I just <laughs> I, I don't know. It's so Neverland. Funny. Yeah, she's so I, funny. Did you drive by there? No, I saw it on the internet or on the on the television, like. Like it, like everybody else, and there was nothing but sticks and grass there. <laughs> and then Kenya, I love Kenya. Get all her quotes about Sheree and her house, like Sheree. I, <laughs> you know, my favorite Kenya Moore moment. And listen, there aren't that many, but listen, right. but Kenya is one of those love to hate type of people. Like oh, I can admit that I love to hate her. Like I love her, but I hate the shit that she does. But my favorite Kenya Moore moment is when she sat there what for what felt like five minutes straight and just coming up with she can't pay, she by she can't pay, shit. No, it no, it, uh, it was when she kept naming Sheree's house. I know. Chateau Thelma, Chateau Neverland, Chateau she ain't never gonna get it done, Chateau Sheree can't pay. It seemed like that went on minute and I peed on myself watching that it was so damn funny I was like king and that was peak top tier housewifeness oh my god it was it was so funny so funny oh, oh my god they just kept chateau she can't pay chateau she can't pay chateau, chateau she still she ain't finished it. Chateau she ain't gonna be done chateau dusty ass porch chateau Thelma Chateau, she ain't never gonna get this damn house bill. <laughs> God, that was so good. Woo, that took me out. <laughs> now, speaking of an unpopular opinion, mm-hmm. what defines an unpopular opinion to you? What do you call an unpopular opinion? 
I'd say an unpopular opinion is when when you just get trolled by mm-hmm. every, anyone and everyone for it. That's an unpopular opinion. Okay. So by your definition, what's your most unpopular piece of content or exchange about Housewives or reality TV? What's my most unpopular opinion about it? Yeah, like, is there, like, a post that you put up that you've noticed has been, like, the most negatively reviewed or, oh, like... Oh, I, I did, I did have one and I took it down. Hmm. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, well, I can't... Uh, yeah, it was about Kelly Dodd, actually. Um, okay. And it was You're a in a long... safe space, babe. Yeah, yeah. And it was a long time ago. And when she first came on there, you know, that first season, and I did, I loved her. I thought she was so funny and just truthful and honest. And, um, and, um, she started getting crazier and crazier. And so at the beginning of that craziness, when she just started to act more nutty than usual I made this post trying to defend her actually a little bit and I get I lost a lot of followers and you know just had the nastiest comments and and I just took it down and you know I just let it go and um but yeah it was pretty awful because people hated her that much yeah see for me it didn't get bad with Kelly Dodd like I started disliking her when they were in the sushi restaurant and she started calling people see you next Tuesdays and doing all that that moment when Heather went the hell off and she was like this is low base bullshit leave and it was like we are not in your house Heather you don't own this restaurant like you can't kick her out of set like we are on set right now calm down ma but it, but that scene, I was like, okay, Kelly, like, come, like, they like, now you're going a little bit too far, sis. Like, chill out. But that that last season with the whole, see, this is why, you know, I just, I kind of subscribe to the whole you don't talk about politics because once once people start seeing seeing their favorite housewives political views it starts going left for the opinions right and then once the whole drunk wives matter had happened once the whole COVID thing happened once the whole anti-vaxxer thing happened once the whole rick leventhal of it all happened it just kind of it just became too much i couldn't even defend her i couldn't even defend her anymore Yeah, yeah like when you were defending her i was like listen i wouldn't have agreed with you but I wouldn't have like trolled and attacked you for it. I'd have been like, girl, we just don't agree right. on that, but God bless you. But well, I wasn't, yeah, I just, yeah. I, and I, I mean, I don't now. I mean, after everything, you know, that happened, like, of course I don't now. She just went crazy and she, she just, yeah. she does not know how to close her mouth. Yeah. And she's and I still think doing it. She's constantly she's still... doing it on his, her Instagram <laughs> stories. She'll be in a restaurant and she'll be trolling um, Terry Dubrow. She'll be like, oh, Terry and Heather are in the restaurant right now. And she'll be trolling them, talking about them while they're at freaking dinner. And, you know, I don't. That's I don't where it goes too to far that. for me. Because you have a whole podcast where, where, where you can go and talk your shit. Listen, I, 
I may not have to like you. I may not have to agree with you. I may not, you know, subscribe to anything you do. But everybody has a right to use their voice however the hell they feel like it and build yeah. a platform to talk their shit, right? That's fine. But you trolling people all on the internet and uh-huh. being in restaurants, like, that's too damn much. Like, it, that's it giving... That's just creepy. Like, yeah, girl, she, call, it's not that serious. Because no, they're so not going to let you on nobody's like show like that. She's like a child. She cannot stop help herself. It's like, girl, ain't nobody going to let 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 this you back on nobody's TV like that? Like, girl, No, they're not. No, never. No way. Now, let's shake up the moment real quick. Do you want to play a game with me really quick? Sure, I love games. Okay, I've created my own version of this or that. Okay? Okay. And it's a housewives edition. So I give you two housewives. You you pick this housewife or that housewife, just based on your own personal feelings. Okay. Okay? Okay. Drew or Sanya? Sanya? Like the newest one on Atlanta? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna say Drew. Okay. Kenya or Marlo? Oh, Marlo. Kyle or LVP? LVP. Monique or Candace? Oh, Monique. Jill or Bethany? Bethany. Gretchen or Alexis? Gretchen. Phaedra or Candy? Um, oh, Candy. Okay. Vicky or Tamara? Um, Vicky. Kelly or Heather? <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Unpopular. You're welcome to the unpopular opinion, baby. You're in a safe space, honey. Uh, okay, let's see. Next up, we have Gina or Emily. Hello. Hello. I'm here. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Okay. Uh, uh, that I said Gina to that. Me too, actually. Sutton or Diana? Oh, goodness, Sutton. <laughs> Brandy or Denise? Denise. Camille or Rena? Camille. Crystal or Teddy? Um, oh, God, Crystal. <laughs> Garcelle or Erica? Garcelle. And I have a bonus question. That's a three-way split. You ready? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 818, Vita Tequila, or Casa de Sol? I haven't had any of them. And I, I love tequila. I ha- and I love tequila. Um, so if you were at a tequila testing right now, and there was the three right there, and I and they asked you, so which do you want to try first? I'm gonna eight try one the eight one eight. Go off! I love that. <laughs> um, how do you think content creators can contribute to the maturity of the fan base experience on social media? Uh, um, I don't know. Just creating good content, creating 
good funny content you know things that make you laugh things you know like when you click on it it makes you laugh it makes you feel good um i'm all about that nice yeah uh, the only thing I hate, you know, I like I like to create content to music, but that's kind of hard to do because of copyright stuff. Right. And also, I've noticed that I tend to like it, but it seems like a lot of other people don't from based on what I've posted before. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, yeah, I like to um, my favorite thing to do with my stuff is I like to take the best of an episode, whatever it is, all the stuff I like about it. And put it together into one little clip. Yeah. Yeah. And also, my favorite, like, Brad Goreski. Mmm, love him. I do, too. And he's just he's just the best ever. And his stuff is freaking hilarious when he's doing, especially, you know, the Beverly Hills Housewives. Yes, I like, see him all over your page. His videos just, are really funny. Yeah, oh, everybody loves it so much. It's just the best ever. It is so good. It's so funny. And that, you know, I didn't do that. But, you know, like some older stuff I did, that's what I do. Like Vanderpump, stuff like that. I like to just take old stuff I like, put it together. Nice. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Bravo show outside of the HCU? Now, what I call the HCU is, I I have affectionately coined this term called the Housewives Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Because I think that Housewives has become such a big entity, such a big franchise, such a big thing, that it's literally its own world. There are so many franchises across the Americas and across the world. It's international. There's so many franchises, so many women, so many Housewives. And I feel like Housewives has become its own Marvel or its own DC, right? Yeah, it has. It really has. I've noticed that. But there are more shows on Bravo than just Housewives. And so I like to ask, do you have a favorite Bravo show outside of the HCU? Yeah, um, I'm sure I do. I'm trying to think. Um, Vanderpump Rules, probably. Well, well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Because I thought you were thinking because you thought like, well, th- well, does that technically fit inside the Housewives Cinematic U- no, Universe? If you want to well, make a case you know, for it, yes, was... it does. But spinoffs were not what I was talking about when I was mentioning the HCU. So I'll allow it for the sake of the question. Okay. Yeah, because that is my favorite. I mean, I could watch it any day, all day, every day. It's so good. My favorite is personally Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I do like that show. I watched that. I was watching Bravo way before Housewives. So, yeah. like, I am an OG Kathy Griffin D-lister. I'm an OG Rachel Zoe Project fan. I didn't um, watch that, but I did watch Kathy Griffin. Well, that's where I originally discovered Brad Goreski because he was Rachel Zoe's assistant on that show. I didn't and then, even notice that. Yeah, and then he got the spinoff of Brad Brad World after they had their falling out and he left the show. Well, how I noticed Brad, how I knew about Brad Goreski at first was because I watched the E Channel all the time. Fashion Police. It, it, the Fashion Police, and I'm all about live on the red carpet and all the award shows, and so that's where I first, you know, knew him from. 
I was so happy that he got that gig because I remembered him from the Rachel Zoe project from the Brad Brad world. And mm-hmm. the next thing I know, I was like, he's on the each. That's brilliant for him. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Love he's him so for that. talented. Now he's a judge on Canada's Drag Race. Love that for him. Yes, yes, he is. I saw that. I follow him on Instagram. I, I love watching his stories. They're great. Mm-hmm. But um, what was he on? I never really watched a lot of Project Runway, but was he on there? Um, not that I know of. He may have guest judged or something, but I don't really watch a lot of Project Runway myself either. So I really couldn't tell you. Okay. Because I know. I mean, like I think he designs things. Yeah, I think he might have a line. He might do stuff. Um. I'm not he exactly does because sure. I'm like I know like one of his best friends is Kaylee Cuoco mm-hmm. and he's always like designing dresses for her and stuff like that oh nice yeah but anyway <laughs> do you have a favorite non-Bravo reality show oh non-Bravo um yeah the Kardashians love Love, 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 and love, that love. could very well be an unpopular opinion too because I don't know a lot of people that like them at all but I do and I'm not ashamed to say it I've had a difficult road with the Kardashians I can't lie for all for all types of reasons but I have watched the first season of the Kardashians on Hulu and it's gotten me back and right now I'm more excited about watching the Kardashians than I am about watching Housewives. And I just announced on on today's episode that I'm replacing the Kardashians with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on my Wednesday night watch schedule. So it's really good. It's really good. It's amazing. It's so good. And then for what I need out of my reality stars right now, I need the Kardashians. I don't need. Mm the Fox News 5. I know, right? Like, I, I can watch them all day. and I can watch them sit there and eat salad. I and, can sit there and watch them shake salads. Uh-huh. And, and drink and, their tea. And drink non-sweetened iced tea. Like, <laughs> exactly. I love that for them. I do, I too. Love, it's great. It's amazing. I love it. Do you have children? I have one. He is, um, I have a son. He's 19. Perfect. Perfect for my next couple questions. Brilliant. Would, how would you feel about him working for Lisa Vanderpump? Oh God, I would, I would just be over the moon. (laughs) 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 It would just be the the best thing in my life ever. That's the most interesting race response I've gotten to that question no man I I would be elated I'd like just jumping for joy like when can I meet her okay so let's see how far this goes so your son has been working at stir working at pump working at tom tom whichever one for about a year year and a half right Mm -hmm. your son comes to you he's 20 going on 21 and he's like ma guess what you know I've been working at pump and they want me to test for Vanderpump Rules. How do oh. you feel? Um, 
when can we celebrate? We're having a party right now. I'm going out to get the supplies and the drinks, and we're going to party. That would be my reaction. I am loving where you're taking this, because this is a completely different reaction that I've gotten from anybody I've ever asked this to. I don't even know why. I love this. Now, Now, is your son straight? No, I have to say, I am not even sure. Oh, okay. So I'll give you both sides of this question. Okay. If your son were to bring home someone like a Jax or a James Kennedy or someone like a Stassi or a, or a Christian Doty, mm-hmm. how'd you feel about that? Not good at all. I would not be happy at all with any of that. With any of that. <laughs> not with not with any of that. Not with any of these. I don't want you with any of these people. No, none of them. None. Fair enough. That's been a pretty that's been a pretty consistent answer for me either. Like most of the times when I ask people, so how do you feel about your kid working for Lisa? What would you feel if they joined Vanderpump Rules? It's always been like a uh listen. I would be like but like I would be elated with all that, but like, you know, if he were to like have, try and have a relationship with some of those people, like, can you imagine Christian Doty? Like, like imagine uh, if he starts dating Lala. How do you no, feel? Um, no. no. <laughs> Just, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is so fun. That's a perfect answer, to be perfectly honest with you. That's a brilliant um, answer. Of, no. of all the people, of all the people, gosh, I'd probably be, if you're going to make me pick, I'd probably pick like Tom Schwartz or something. Same. Well, I would personally pick Sandoval, but I would, uh, what, Sandoval, I would, Schwartz I, I, or Sandy. Schwartz or Sandy. Schwartz, yeah. Either one of them, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, either one I'm, of them would be okay. Well, see, here's my thing. I don't disagree with you saying Schwartz. Not at all. I think that I'm more physically attracted to Sandoval, but I could see myself being in a long-term relationship with Schwartz faster than I could Sandoval. Right. Do you get what I mean? Right. But but if I just had to pick somebody based on who I'm physically attracted to, I'm picking Sandoval 100%. But if I had to break it down and analyze and be like, who would I be more compatible with? More than likely, it would be a Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah, I think Schwartz is cuter. That's just me. But I, I think like he's both. adorable. I like both of them. I just have a thing for boys that look like twinks. And Sandoval looks like he could be a 19-year-old gay boy yes. being in a gay club for, for the first time. See yeah. what I mean? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, totally. I love, I, I think that's so cute. But I think that I would want to grow old with somebody who looks like a man, like Schwartz. Yeah. So, and, you know, you know Andy, that's a good I think Andy um, Cohen still thinks to this day that those two have done some something together. Well, I could write fan fiction about it all day long. Do I believe anything has happened between them? Probably when they're drunk, they may have messed around or, 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 or like experimented, did some funny shit. Yeah. But I don't think that anything serious has ever happened between them. No. Yeah. I it's know, not like I... Kristen sleeping with Jack. 
Oh, dear God, man. <laughs> like, Jack, I, I can't even with Jack. Like, he's just the most awful human. I can't. And I, I just can't with him. I Shout watched, out to Brittany Cartwright. <laughs> I, I can't. I, uh, and I can't with her. I, I just... <laughs> because you so you're know, not feeling the beer cheese? Oh, hell no. <laughs> like, she'll say, oh, hell no. But Bless like, her heart. I, I love her, but, like, you know, he... I, you know he's probably messing around right now and you With know some little chick that works at Hooters down in Kentucky and you know she knows it and it's like she doesn't even care it's probably some chick she went to high school that now works at Hooters. She, it just, I can't, I can't even with all the last seasons, start with season six and all that. And I'm just like, it's like she, you know, she knows. And it's like, she does not even care. Yeah. Bless her heart. And and I mean, I just wish they would just go ahead and say it. So that way I, so that we could not have anything else to talk about. Because I think that, that's the reason that people keep talking about it is because it seems like that's not what she wants or that that's not what she's comfortable with but if that's just what she accepts i wish she would just go ahead and say that so we could be like oh okay cool exactly and move on exactly what is my girl we feel sorry if that you. is what it is it's like she's you know it's like she's okay with it and it's her life and she's happy and like you said i wish she would just come out and say it yeah because there's nothing wrong with polyamory girl or if you like the last last let your man go out and do whatever he wants to, as long as he comes home and pays all the bills and, and is a good father, then, yeah. that, then, then that's fine. I'm not here to judge you. There you, you know go. Because I don't care about how you live your life as long as it is productive and happy and safe and healthy for all the parties involved. Right. Be- because to me, as somebody who is black, trans, and and gender neutral, mm-hmm. I... Th- I subscribe to there is no such thing as normal. Right. So can't nobody tell me there's one way of skinning a cat, right? Right. So if this, so if, so if you letting him go out and do whatever he do and be a caveman and sleep with all your high school friends, that's fine. Just say that so that you can shut us up about it, so that we don't have to speculate. Because as long as you allow us to speculate, we're going to. Exactly. As long as you leave that bone out there. We are going to carry it. That's exactly right. No shade. Now, speaking of carrying bones, if you could join or create a franchise, if you could join join an existing Housewives franchise or create a whole brand new one, which would you do and why? Hmm. Very good question. Uh... I'll do what I can. Uh, it is a very good question. <laughs> um, if I could join one, um, gosh, I don't think I could ever join one because I'm just not the glamorous type. You're just not that girl. But you no. can come in and be a Denise, be a Teddy. I would be love, a Cherie. No, I would. I want to be a Teddy. I would totally love to be a Denise and come in with the little shorts and the tank top, and they're all aghast at it, you know. Get married in a romper. Go for it. But I don't look like Denise, so you know well, you have I mean, to look Denise like Denise to get away right with that. But um, if I could create one, oh my goodness! Um, Just get Nina Parker to do it for you. She has a whole collection of clothes specifically for full-figured women who are curvy and have you know actual bodies 
mm-hmm. that you can actually hold on to. She has a whole collection of clothes that'll make you look sickening, honey. Just just get I'll rhinestone it for you. I will help you with the outfit, honey. <laughs> I, I would love that. But I, I have to tell you, speak um speaking of that, I would like um Emily inspires me from OC. Like I, I think woman. she is drop dead gorgeous. Gorgeous woman. I, gorgeous. And messy as hell when she's drunk. But she and is she, she is so funny. And I th- I think she is way more gorgeous than any of the women on that show with her body type, with her body. I, and I just think she's a great inspiration to all she women. She just brings back those girls. Like to me, she's I got the Emily curves would, like I wish Emily would fully embrace herself and fully get it together because she gives me like an Anna Nicole Smith vibe. Me too, yes. She just has this full figured, like my body, fun, flirty. Like she just gives me that. But she just but she's also really insecure, which fucks up the mood. She does. I wish she would just own herself. I shared one of her little um I don't know if it was TikTok or whatever, but I shared one of her things on my page where she's, you know, um, doing the good body image thing. It's done to a cute song. And um, yeah, yeah, it's just really cute. And she's showing off her body. She just, gosh, she's got such a good body. I just want her to embrace it. Like, I want her to sit down and have a conversation with Bevy Smith. Because Bevy Smith is a woman who has hers. I don't know if you ever saw the show Fashion Queens on Bravo with Miss um, Lawrence and um, well, there was this show with Miss Lawrence and um, Derek J from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, they had a show with Bevy Smith on the show called Fashion Queens, and they used to talk about the clothes and the girls and the things, right? Yeah, I've heard about she's it. A, she's a full-figured woman who just owns her body. She is fancy free. She owns her curves. She's sexy. She's voluptuous. She's She's everything. Betty Smith is everything. And she just owns every inch, every curve, every drop, every hair follicle, every pore. She's so beautiful. I'm going to look her up. Please do. Because she will give you some encouragement for your ass. Like, she is everything. I wish she would sit down and have a conversation with Bevy Smith and Bevy Smith could get into her head and really help her own herself as a woman because she could just be the most fun, flirtiest woman ever and be drunk and messy. Like, I just, I just wish she would just own herself because she's such a, she's drop dead fucking gorgeous. She really is. She sure is. I think so too. Absolutely. I think she's probably... At the top out of all the housewives. Yeah, she's, she's a beautiful housewife. Yeah, she really is. Now let's now let's make a hard question even harder. Mm-hmm. If you could work on a franchise and you could pick which position you wanted to work in on the show, would yeah. you want to would you want to produce? Would you want to edit? Or would you want to cast housewives? I would want to edit for sure. That is my love. Same. Somebody understands me. Oh my God. Yes. All day, every day. Yes. I'm with you on that because I think the editing bay is where the real story is told. That's where we get the entire narrative. That's is it. the editors. And I personally, I, I'm nosy, a Virgo, and I'm overly analytical as hell. Mm-hmm. So. For me, 
I want to see every single drop of footage that has ever been recorded. I want to see everything that's left on the cutting room floor. I want to see the things that they want you to cut out. I want to see them getting mic'd. I want to see them talking when they think we aren't paying attention. I want to I, I want to see all the hot mic moments. I want to see everything. Same. Everything. Same. Same. Because I want to edit so that I can tell a more well-rounded story on Housewives. I think that the narrative has become very um, monotonous and and redundant. And it seems like every Housewives franchise is basically doing the same type of show. And it's getting on my nerves. It is mine too. And I, I wish they would show all that stuff that's on the cutting room floor and put that together for and make all new shows because that's yes. the stuff we really want to see. Because those never before seen footage shows them they, they don't be giving me shit but extended versions of the scenes that we already saw. Yeah. No, I want to see an actual deleted scene of some shit that y'all just didn't air. Yeah, like, I the stuff some, they just didn't use. But I want to see the shit that's going to contribute to 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 the storyline of the show not some random clip of you talking shit to your kid because he didn't clean his room i don't care about that thank you it's exactly funny. i've been <laughs> fast forwarding through that stuff like that like like that's funny and i love it but save it for the bravo you youtube channel for the never before seen i want to see the shit that that y'all cut out that actually contributes to the episode for example like in a never before seen episode for 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 Beverly Hills this season, I want to see every goddamn frame of Kathy going the fuck off in that club. Yes. I want to see the sprinter footage of her and Renna in the car. On yes. The I want to see the house cameras of her when she went home and stomped on the glasses exactly. and broke her glasses. I want hot mics. I want sound bites. I want it all. I want to play by play by the minute. And you know what I want? I want the second counter in the corner of the screen. Counting the seconds, uh, like uh, uh, like like we're watching this in real time be recorded. Exactly. I want to see all of it. Oh my God, me too. I swear, I, that is, it's so, it's so disappointing. It's like, oh my God, we're never going to see any of that. That's mind boggling to me. It is absolutely mind boggling like, Do you me. even think, I mean, do you think, that that even really ha- do you think it happened like Rena said no no I don't either no I don't because of the facts listen I've been watching Housewives since day one of Orange County and I've seen every single Housewives franchise in majority now I may not have seen every single episode of every single franchise but I've seen at least eight out of ten seasons of each franchise let's just say that each franchise has 10 seasons i've seen eight out of 10 of each season right Uh there are so many cameras so many mics so many things going on Mm -hmm. like literally i've seen people you i've seen franchises of this show use this use footage from people's iphones yes you remember Just on like Orange the County when they were going off in the um hallway and Heather was recording yes. Shannon and them go at it on her it, They were in Ireland. Yes. 
and they were going to the then they were going to get on the doggone bus where it where where it was that, nothing but producer camera footage. That is where I felt so bad for Kelly. Like I really did in that moment. I, they I, decimated her I, in I that felt moment. So bad. Like I still, I'm still upset about that. Like I really they am. Like it was awful. It was awful. Yeah, they really wore her ass out about that. But then the way Kelly turned all that shit on Vicky. Oh, she that was sure helped it. She flipped that shit on Vicky so quick because they were all cussing her ass out in that bed, and she was like, "You know, you know what? But what about what Vicky said?" Yes. Next thing you know, Tamara is literally screaming nose to nose with screaming Vicky. in her face. Fuck it! Like, whoa! Like, if I could have been. One of those producers in that fucking van, I would have peed I from know. the amount of adrenaline I would have been feeling in that van. I know. And the I, amount of adrenaline. I would have had a stroke. I, <laughs> I, I heard that even the producers felt bad for Kelly, the way she had been ostracized, even at the air, on the ride at the airport. Like, listen, I heard I've that they really felt Kelly. bad for her. Listen, I've never liked Kelly, and Kelly earned that ass whooping for me. Because <laughs> the moment you say, that's why your daughter doesn't talk to you. I know, or, that no was so bad. no wonder why your husband cheated on you. But yes. really what she said to Tamara, I would have whooped her ass down in Ireland. She I can't keep her, her mouth shut. She just can't help herself. I would have whooped, if I was Tamara, I would have whooped her ass. I would have whooped her I ass, yeah. Cause she talking about Tamara pushed me. I would have punched that bitch dead in her face. Oh, I would have too. I would have whooped. Where up? If she said that, the moment I found out she said that about my daughter, like I would have, I would have whooped her ass right then and there. The cameras would have got everything. And we're not directly on camera. Oh, y'all would have got a hell of a scene. Y'all would have seen cameraman running around the corner, running down the bus. Y'all would have thought somebody was getting shot. Because I would have been whooping her ass all across that bus. How dare you? I would have been too. And I don't condone violence. Let me go ahead and make sure that I repeat that. No, but I when do not people condone push, violence. you know, like that. But there's people a have limits. Exactly. And I listen. I'm the type of person I don't condone violence. But if you even bring up my child, I don't give a damn if you talked about my child negatively. Like, for example, I've had I've been in an argument with somebody. And the fact that you bring up my child, period, when we're arguing, that's automatically negative to me, right? So I've had somebody say, don't you have a child to go raise? Why are you over here arguing with me? I punched them straight in the face. Yeah. I, I, you didn't you say nothing about my, child, my okay, technically, but don't bring my child you. up. I'm going to lunge at you. I'm going to hit you in the face. Yeah. I can't even, like, I, I'm just going to go ahead and own it. I'm going to punch you in the face. Don't bring up my child while we're arguing. I'm like right that's there not the, that there's no time and there's no time and place for that. There's no uh, there's no yeah, there's no okay time anytime ever to do that ever. There's never a time and place. So if you sit here and say something about my child while we're arguing to me, that's equal to you spitting on me. Oh, absolutely. And that gives me all right to whoop your ass. Yeah, absolutely. Respectfully. Right now. There, yeah. Now, just a curiosity question. Let's just live in delusion for a minute. Let's just expand our imagination. Let's get our SpongeBob rainbows out Let's real do quick. This. 
because I have a question that I need to ask you and I really want to know how you feel about this okay where would you wear $750,000 earrings where would I if they were mine and I paid for them if you own $750,000 earrings legitimately legit okay I would like you have a receipt for them that was not from a law firm I'm sure that that came from your husband's black MX card right I'm sure I would never wear them and they would be in a box somewhere in a in a um lock box a safety you know a um safe um because the only I never have expensive jewelry because of that because I always lose everything and then I have this the only I have this one pair of like Swarovski crystal heart earrings that my mother-in-law gave me. Beautiful. And I don't even wear them because I'm terrified of losing one. I completely fit. Listen, you're right with me on this. I've asked people this question and they have given me some really bold ass answers. Yeah, like like I've asked people, like, 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 like I've asked people where would you wear $750,000 earrings? And no shade to all the people who I've asked this because I'm sure they're listening. Sh- sh- shout out to y'all. Hey, girl. But people have said things like they would wear them to Walmart, to the gas station. Really? The, I was like, bitch, you crazy. I'm not crazy. That's your damn what? mind. I live for you. I ain't here to judge. Now, if you feeling that pussy and that rich, work. But you being a Kardashian fan, I know you're going to understand when I say this. Mm-hmm. I think about owning $750,000 earrings, and the first thing that comes to my mind is the moment Kim Kardashian jumped in that motherfucking ocean and came up without that uh, earring. I just watched that one the other day. Oh my, I'm, I still, I, I have chills right now. <laughs> thinking about that moment I still I still get chills I, I, thinking about that moment no way would I ever have them in my ears while I'm in that scenario ever I said me my answer personally the only place I would wear those earrings is three places three Your places wedding? no no no, 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 no. Okay. I would wear them in the bathtub. Okay. When I just want to feel real luxurious and yeah, glamorous and when I want to feel like, you know, Dominique Devereaux from Dynasty and I just want to live my full Dion Carroll or Eartha Kitt, Josephine Baker fantasy. That's I'll answer. get in the bathtub with nothing but the earrings on and just soak in the bathtub because I know that the, because I know that the drain is clogged up. So it's, so even if it does slip <laughs> off, yeah, I will be able to locate that earring in that bathtub. Ain't no water seeping out that bathtub until I get that earring. <laughs> there you go. Right? Yeah, that's one place. Okay, I would wear it in my closet. Yeah, because I would be standing right next to my safe. Mm-hmm. Or I would wear them at the bank because <laughs> I would be putting them right into a safety deposit box and there I just wanted go. to feel real rich real quick right before I put them in there and left them there I just want to feel real close to them real quick I just want to have a moment exactly. with them real quick 
but I would go in the private room. I, 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 I would go in the vault with the box. I would lock the door and then I would put them on and I, and I would feel my oats. I would feel real fish and cunty and pussy. And then I would take them off and put them in the box and I would walk away. There you go. But people going to Walmart? I was like, girl, you a bad no. motherfucker, boy. You a bad motherfucker. If you going to Walmart with some No, I would lock them away so in case, you know, I had a total disaster in my life, I would have that money. Yes. They would be in a safe, in a panic room. Yeah. That's what I would do, for sure. One million percent. Like, that's I would like only wear them dollars. in my house. That, like, literally... That's million dollar earrings, especially if you've had them for a while and they're still in flawless condition that you have them insured. They can appreciate in value. Girl, bye. I would never leave my house unless I'm carrying them in a bank bag to a safety deposit box that already has a key and a lock on it. I swear. Like a brick truck has to come and get them earrings. I can't believe she wore them in the episode. In the episode. I can't believe Now, what would have killed me? Now, now, what would have killed me? Now, it, now, now, this, this is gonna sound problematic, but, but it would have been so pussy if I would have seen this. If she would have been wearing the earrings while she was screaming in Crystal's face about not giving a fuck about anybody but herself, mm-hmm. that would have been some telenovela, desperate housewives soap opera shit. My goodness, she's bringing it. I gotta give her that. She's bringing. We need to redefine bringing. I know. We Beverly really Mills need to redefine just, bringing it's insane it. insane lately. It's so good. Like, no, I, it's become unbearable for me. I have not watched Beverly Hills in episodes. I have not watched it in weeks. After you haven't whole, watched it? I've watched a lot. Well, there's an episode of my podcast on Beverly Hills where I covered the season so far. And I think where the last time I watched an episode, it was... Um, when Erica was, when it, it was either, it was earlier in, in the season, I'll say that. It was before they went to Aspen and all, all of that. It was a while back, mm-hmm. but it was earlier in, in, in the season. Mm-hmm. But once that whole thing with Jax and Garcelle's son happened, I was done. I was like, oh, I can't do it. Really? I can't watch these women right now. That upset you, huh? And thinking, because listen... If you've seen any video on my YouTube channel, I talk about a lot of human rights, social justice, racism. I, I go deep on my YouTube channel, right? I'm going to check it out when I have some time. I, I have been working like crazy, but I, right. I'm going to check it out. Well, be prepared because I talk about all of these issues within the pop culture space. Mm-hmm. So I talk about human rights, social justice, social awareness, all of that stuff within the pop culture cult- culture space so I call out things that I see in Housewives on um, Jimmy Kimmel um, uh, just random things I said how do you feel about Jimmy Kimmel by the way he's a racist and and he's a xenophobe there's a video about it on my YouTube Um, channel I'm liking you more and more yeah he is a racist and and he's a xenophobe and every time that I see a person of color go on his show I immediately tag them in a comment and say why why are you doing this? And then I mm-hmm. DM them my, and I DM them my my video. He has been consistently publicly racist since the nineties. Honey, we have um, like I I'm you know I'm older, so mm-hmm. you know, and I've been married for 
over 25 years. And Congratulations. So my hu- thank you. And so Wonder my institution. husband. Huh? Wow. I was just quoting Karen when I was saying congratulations on, on your institution. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but anyway, you know, like I can remember the day when Jimmy Kimmel was on The Man Show demoralizing women and girls on trampolines and yep. wearing blackface yep. and this that and the other i'll send yep. you my video on it because i list a lot of those examples mm-hmm. oh he's it, it, it you my husband and i we talk about this all the time like we you know it kills me like how does this man still still have a television show and exactly. why are people of color still coming on his show? Like it bothers me every time I see a black person go on his show. It pisses okay. me off. I can imagine, yeah. It, it pisses me, me off. Yeah. But I'll send you that and then if you just specifically want to get into my YouTube content about Bravo and Housewives, I actually have an entire playlist that I've created of videos on my on my YouTube channel called Racism by Bravo. Okay. I'll send you that. <laughs> because you know how, like, the commercials by um, Bravo do, like, like uh, Culture by Bravo, Housewives by Bravo, Drama by Bravo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I decided to do a play on that and just call it Racism by Bravo. Oh, clever. I do what I can. You know, yeah. I do music as well. You know, I'm a songwriter. I'm a rapper. So, you know, I play with words. Well, good for you for bringing it out. I do. Do you have a favorite Housewives duo? Mm, Housewives duo. Yeah, like a Giselle and Robin, like a, a like Vicky a Lisa and, and a Vicky and Tamra, a freaking frag, like, like a portion Phaedra. Ooh, a freaking frag! I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Whitney and Heather Gay, bad weather, like a Housewives duo. Um, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um. I have to say, I, I can't believe I'm I'm saying this, but I actually do kind of like Vicky and Tamara. <laughs> Even though I think they're complete assholes most of the time. They do bring the entertainment a little bit. Oh, Sonia and Ramona. I love them, too. I love them, too. Those two are like batshit. They two are batshit crazy. I love Sonia and Ramona. Yeah, that'd probably be my favorite. Sonya and Ramona have a whatever happened to Baby Jane type of dynamic. I swear, they are just That is so entertaining. (laughs) They have a Joan Crawford, Betty Davis type of relationship that I live for. They absolutely do. But it's also like weird as hell. I think for me, and mind you, I like the Vicky and Tamara. I like Tamara. I don't necessarily like Vicky. Now, do I think they're both assholes? Yes. But do I think that Tamara is problematic? No. I think Vicky has been problematic. I think that Tamara just is the best person at playing Housewives that has ever come on the show. She's the best. She, I feel like she would be the person who would completely, like, if she went on Big Brother, she would win. I feel like she would just own it. Like, she's such a good housewife. She's so strategic. But she does it in a way that you still enjoy watching her. And so, like... Like she's like, usually I hate when the girls play housewives, right? She's mm-hmm. one of the only people who plays housewives that I enjoy. Her like which Kenya one, Tamara or Vicky? Tamara. Vicky okay, yes. is a mess. Okay. Tamara is such a good housewife. She's such a good 
chess player. She's such a good Jeez. battleship player. Yes. And like I feel like she came on and without Tamara Judge, there would be no Kenya Moore. There would be no Giselle Bryant. I feel like she set the blueprint for those girls. But I feel like both of those women took it too far. But that's a big compliment to her. It is. I feel like Tamara changed Housewives forever. Yeah. Tamara literally changed Housewives. And I feel like without her, there would be no Kenya Moore. There would be no um there would be no Giselle Bryant. There would be no Noella Bergner. Yeah. There would be no Kelly Dodd for that matter. All of those women just went, they don't know how to do it like her. I feel like Kenya Moore in her first few seasons, like season five, Kenya was the perfect Tamara clone for me. Kenya it was, a was perfect. just... Hold on to your weaves is my favorite Kenya quote ever. Ugh. Just brilliant. But it's all gone so left. Kenya was just girls. horrible to people. I feel like Renna has been horrible from the very beginning. Oh, I with can't. Kenya? I can't. Not even with Renna. I can't with Renna. Like, oh my God, she's horrible. What is wrong with that woman? With Kenya, I feel like she grew to be malicious. I feel like in season five, she was defending herself because she was the new girl. They were hazing her. They, they, they were calling her a drunk and a this and a that and a this and a that. And I felt like when she over-dramatized her reactions to, to, to things, it felt like she was defending herself against people who were just coming at her. Now, mind you, her flirting with that lady husband, I ain't gonna never be able to, to, to defend. Yeah, her threatening a her threatening a pregnant woman, yeah. I will never be able to defend. Well, I didn't understand her animosity towards Portia. I mean, she just treated her. I'll it never was horrible. get it. I feel like I'll tell you exactly what it is. They came on the show at the exact same time, and I feel like they were fighting for a peach. I feel like one of them could have been dropped down to a friend. One cook could have been made a housewife. Uh-huh. But I think because Portia came on the show married, she yeah. came on the show with a husband, with a family dynamic. Her mom came on the show with her. Her sister came on the show. I feel yeah. like Portia came on with more seemingly job security than Kenya because she came on the show basically single. She ain't had no husband. She she had a boyfriend that didn't nobody believe that that they was together. She was begging the man to get married. Yeah. I, I, I feel like she came with a less complete package than Portia. And because they came on the same show, I feel like they were competing with each other. And that feud just never ended. Kenya was just, oh my God. Like, you remember when she made she tried to make Portia come to that party as bad as Babs? like Halle Berry. And she said, oh, you gonna be Dorothy Dandridge outside. I was like, Kenya, that is some bullshit. That <laughs> was bullshit. I feel like Kenya versus Phaedra was a lot of her defending herself. Kenya versus Portia was straight bullying. It was. Straight bullying. I'll give you that. Straight bullying. But yeah, now, her coming on to, um, uh, to port to um Phaedra's man like that was messed up but I will say without that moment I will not I wouldn't have gotten my favorite monologue to ever come out of Real Housewives history because I'm gonna get back into doing monologues on my YouTube channel just because I enjoy this I'm not an actor or or 
or or or anything like that but I just enjoy doing monologues so that I can work on my speech impediment but and I have to say now that I think about it some of my favorite episodes of Atlanta was like when they were in Jamaica a lot of Atlanta Mm -hmm. trips I liked a whole lot like I felt so bad with um, for Sheree, you know, with her and the Bob thing and the crap he uh, in the van, and uh, that was horrible. And then, oh my god, the whole thing with you know Candy and Portia and um and Phaedra and all the crap that went down there, and they were at yeah. that dinner. Like that was some that was really good. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, as messy as that whole thing with Kenya was. I would have never been able to hear Phaedra say, while she speaks on my husband and my, the father of my children, she spends her weekends peddling through sperm banks, sifting through catalogs, trying to find her a donor so that she can have a child. And she won't know whether, you won't know whether your baby daddy is an axe murder or a or a child molester but what you will know is that he needed ten dollars for a medium-sized pizza so he ejaculated it in a cup so that you can have a kid now check that i am raising my hands that was the that best read ever that was gospel iconic. music to my ears that is gonna be my first monologue back on youtube because I want to get back into doing doing monologues. And I'm going to use that one as my first one. Because that... You, were, oh, you did that is, flawlessly. That was so good. Thank you. I've been doing it for years. I say that to my husband all the time when he pisses me off. I'll I be like, so while you were speaking on my husband and the father <laughs> of my... Speaking to my husband now. To the father of my children, you were sifting through sperm banks. Sifting through catalogs. <laughs> I will say the whole thing. Every the time. best ever. Like it no, no one can top that in the how in the Bravo universe. No one, nothing can top that because it's an entire monologue. It, it like is. they sit and they sat there in complete silence and she let didn't her even go. Blink an eye for three minutes straight. She sat there and ripped her. And then the way she, she turned her back and scooted her ass and, sh- and shifted that dress, baby. Oh my God. Kenya is, showed oh. Kenya had nothing to say. Kenya couldn't breathe. She couldn't. She couldn't the, even breathe. The whole room, just like you said, the whole room was silent. That and was dead. And Andy's face, he was just stuck on how iconic that was. He was like, his mouth was open. Nothing His mouth was literally uh, open. I was like, Phaedra, listen. <laughs> Phaedra is the queen, honey. She is the queen. I wish, I wish that season nine never happened. Because Phaedra is such good fucking television. Are you talking about when she messed up with Candy? When she uh, when she dropped the rumor basically accusing Candy of yes. of being a drugger and a and right. a rapist. Like, once again, when I talk about moments that live rent-free in my mind, that moment when all of that came out on the fourth part of that... You said that? I know. Girl, from that moment, the next 10 minutes, chills, tears, laughs. Because when Sheree was like, oh my god! 
I know. Sorry. That broke up the moment for me because that shit was funny as hell. But the in that was so fucking intense. It was. She was like, do you realize that you accusing me of drugging somebody and taking them home is rape? Y'all accused me of being a fucking rapist. And candy and candy and everything she's built. Everything she's built. Everything she's ever done. And And mind you, I love She's the most accomplished. Exactly. I love Candy since Escape. Her song, Don't Think I'm Not, is one of my favorite songs of one of my top 10 favorite songs of all time. Like, I love Candy's pen. I know I know songs that Candy's written that y'all don't even know about. Like, I love her so much. So in that moment, to see her bawling in tears, y'all accused me of being a fucking rapist. Like, that shit will never leave my mind. I will never forget that moment. So as much as I love Phaedra as a television personality, the fact that that woman is an attorney and did that to somebody? For what? Like what what reason would you have had to do that to her? It can't be because she kept your husband's dirt bike in her damn garage. You couldn't have done all that, but that, like, I, it's just like, girl, you went too damn far. I don't know how to, I, 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 I just don't know how to come back with Phaedra, even though she is amazing television. Like, I begrudgingly watched her on The Ultimate Girls Trip because I love Eva and I love Brandy and I wanted to see Eva and Brandy smoke yeah. weed together. But I loved Phaedra on the Ultimate Girls Trip. I did. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I did. I, well, I don't you want know, her ass back on Housewives. Send her to Dubai. If she goes to Dubai, fine. But still, it's just a moral problem. I, I don't know, think she'll Phaedra, fit in over there. The thing, with Phaedra, the thing with Phaedra was she honestly thought that Candy was the one that turned her into the FBI. Or her, that, or her husband or whatever. Why would Candy do that? I don't know. That's what she thought. She really did. Like, that killed me because they never had a problem that deep for them to really go there. Like, for her to, like, I don't think. Well, do you remember? Do you remember that dinner they had where they were trying to squash stuff? And Phaedra goes, Well, maybe. Well, maybe I loved you more than I loved my husband. More than I loved my husband. I felt like that was bullshit. I started laughing just like Candy. I was like, girl, you full of shit, but thank you for the compliment. I didn't believe that either. I felt like she was trying to do anything she could to to make the audience look at Candy as the bad person and feel sorry for her in that moment because she was trying to convince, she was trying to convince us that Candy had turned on her. Yeah, she was. When what it really was, was Phaedra was trying to cover up all the shit that she was doing like mm-hmm. dating other men while her husband was already going to prison, like doing all the other shit, like the Mr. Chocolate. Mr. Chocolate, <laughs> yeah. And all that. And Candy knew the real. So the fact that Candy wasn't willing to play into Phaedra's storyline, she took her down because she made Phaedra look crazy. Er. When, when it was like, girl, the, the, the person that's closest to you on the show doesn't even buy into your 
woe is me storyline and it's actually telling why because you don't actually feel no woe is me you out here thotting and bopping and doing your own thing around thotling with frank so why are you so worried about it but you trying to play the sympathy card for for the cameras and faith and candy didn't let you do that so for that you accuse her of being a rapist like i don't what i know right so I'll never want her back on TV. I was trying to say send her to Dubai, but I don't even want her back on TV. I'm sorry. Like, I just I can't. Like, you don't like, girl, you already got too many jobs and careers. Go open up a funeral home. Go actually win a case. Open a funeral. Go open a funeral home. Go win a case. Go launch Phaedra Sparks. Because I thought that was a great name for a taser line, to be perfectly honest. I, I thought that was brilliant. Phaedra yeah. Sparks? I was like, that was genius. We ain't never seen no tasers, though. But go well, do something. Was go it ahead. was it hard for you with um, being a Candy and a Porsche fan? Was it hard for you, like, when they had their big feud and they weren't speaking forever and Candy wouldn't let go? No, because I read through the bullshit. Like, I don't watch Candy as favorites. Like, what? Well, well, I... I I don't watch Housewives as favorites, right? Like, I have my favorites, and I'll admit that. But when it comes to my opinions on the show, that's why I like 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 to call myself Housewives Human Resources. Because for me, it's not about favorites. It's about what you're bringing to the show right. and what you represent as a television personality, right? Well, how did you feel about this, too? Did you feel like Candy should have forgiven her? or I felt like... Portia took too long to take personal accountability, right. right? And so I could understand why Candy was willing to hold that grudge because it felt like Portia knew that everybody else was going to look at her crazy. I felt like Portia was so quick to apologize because she knew that everybody else was going to throw this shit in her face. Yeah. As long as Candy had a problem with her, everybody was going to be able to, to bring up, well, remember what you did to Candy? Yeah. Well, remember when you lied on Candy? Well, remember when you did... Even right. after Candy said that she forgave her, everybody still threw that in Portia's face. Yeah. So it was hard for me to believe her when she would apologize to her in one moment and then tell Candy not to play victim in the same breath. Right. So it took a while for Portia to really take honest responsibility. Just because you say, I'm sorry to somebody doesn't mean you're taking accountability. No, That's just like if you give somebody an if apology. I, I'm sorry if you felt that I did. That don't make exactly. no sense to me. That and don't make no it's sense It's not to like me. I'm sorry I did this to you. It's like I'm sorry if you felt some kind of way. Right. Which to me is a backhanded slap in the face. Exactly. Because the whole reason for you to apologize in the first place is because you did something. So why would you be questioning the reason if you're, why, why would you be questioning the reason you're apologizing with the word if, if this apology is sincere? Right. So that just canceled everything out for me when she was like, don't play a victim, you're a victim bitch and all this other shit. Like she wanted Candy to move on when she wanted her to move on because she didn't want to deal with this shit no more. And I think Candy wanted her to genuinely be apologetic and she was not giving her that. No, she wasn't, you're right. So I was like, hold that grudge as long as you need to Candy. I don't care, hold it. And me, I, now, you talking to a Virgo right now. Yeah. And Virgos are notorious for holding grudges. So 
I may be the wrong one to ask that that uh, question to because I'm holding grudges with bitches from the seventh grade. So well, you know, I mean, Candy had a right to because she did. She, I mean, Candy has the she's got more than any of them put together. Or as she would say, if I wanted to take care of every motherfucker in here, I could. She could. And she worked so hard for everything she has. And I don't blame her for being protective of of that. One million percent. I wouldn't have... I'd have been like, listen, I'm one of the only people on this show that actually has a brand with multiple businesses that are actually functioning, that are successful. I'm the only one on this show that actually has multiple streams of profitable income. Exactly. I'm the only one whose businesses are all profitable right now. I don't have time for this type of bullshit. I'm not going to fuck with you. Period. Exactly. She doesn't, I don't blame her. I don't either. She doesn't I don't have blame time for her. that bullshit. That's why I'm like, y'all sitting here talking about Candy ain't got no storyline. Candy, Candy, Candy ain't got no storyline. Candy That's don't bullshit. need them. Candy opens up a new business every goddamn season. She married a producer on the show, and she is the most well-connected person in Atlanta who has been on the show longer than every single person who has ever been on Real Housewives of Atlanta or any other franchise, period. She's constantly opened up something. Not only the OLG, the restaurants. I mean, she got a part on what's the show on Chai? She got a part on the shy. She got a part in a la carte. Yeah. She did. She doing movies. She opened up the boutique. She got the restaurants, three restaurants. She got a couple boutiques. She got the sex toy line. She got a cosmetics line. Yeah. She got candy coated entertainment. Mm -hmm. She got the candy factory where she does all of her songwriting and producing. She creates her own music. Like she she does so much shit. Like she does. I would not, bitch, girl, no. Yeah, Uh exactly. Like don't don't mess with me. Like like. Just because y'all ain't got shit going on around here don't mean nothing to me. I don't give a damn about your little goat naked hair, nor your little pamper by, by Porsche sheet. Nor Bitch, your little I don't Bravo care. show. I don't care nothing about that. She don't Because, honey, it. I own these businesses. You work for Dish Nation. There is a difference. She had all that. Uh-oh. Ooh. It's oh, all good. I'm sorry, I lost you. No, it's all good. But how do you feel about Portia quitting all her jobs? This wasn't even a question that I had for you. But since we're talking about Portia, how do you feel about Portia quitting all her damn jobs? I didn't even know about that. What did she do? She quit the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She quit Dish Nation. She quit Bravo's chat room. She quit all those shows. Okay, I knew about Atlanta and the spin-off. chat room, but she quit Dish Nation? She quit Dish Nation, too. That's and why Sherry Shepard took her place on Dish Nation. I didn't know about that. But uh-huh. I knew I knew she did that show, and I watched it with, you know, with her new husband and everything and all her in-laws and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, she did that spinoff, and then I haven't Which heard terrible. anything since. Yeah. So I don't I really just... know what's going on with her, and I actually haven't even really seen a lot of um Instagram posts from her. So it's safe to say you ain't checking for her ass, no way. No, I mean I'm not I'm checking. Joking. I'm not. Che- <laughs> Hang on. Oh, okay. I'm not checking, but you know, if I'm scrolling and I see it, you mm-hmm. know, you know, that's fair. But but am I missing something? Like, yeah, because I haven't seen a lot from her. No, you ain't missing nothing. She ain't out here doing shit. Okay. She ain't but doing she shit. she's uh Portia. I would say Portia's probably she might be my favorite housewife. Like, I love me some Portia. I'm a big fan of Portia. I agree. Portia on Housewives when she this is what I mean I would Portia needs to sit Emily down Portia needs to sit Emily down because the transformation Portia had when she got divorced Uh and she became herself I love when Portia became herself like my favorite Portia moment is the bolo season (laughs) and they were And they were sitting at that table and Kenya was trying so hard to, to, to piss off Portia. She was trying so hard. She was talking about, why are you lying about fucking Bolo? Why are you lying about Bolo? Why are you lying about Sweet Spoon Bolo? And Portia just decided to poke her ass. She was like, yes, I fucked Bolo. I fucked the man who made the pig. I fucked everybody at the bachelorette party. Woo! I love that moment. Yes, that's awesome. That scene, I watch that scene every single day. I have it downloaded to my phone. I screen recorded that scene to my phone because it is the funniest shit when she's just like, woo, Bolo. I know. I love me some Portia. I think she is so funny. It was so funny. And then how she hit that hard switch when she was like, now what, bitch? Um, You're not going to piss me off. Now what? Yeah, now, now what? what you going to say? Now what you got? Now what? I've now already what? put it out yes, there, so Bolo. now what now you got? What? Ooh, Bolo. Now what? Now what? Now what you got? What That's do you the... think happened with Bolo? Do you think they, um... Yeah, I think she fucked him. You think so? Yeah, but it ain't my damn business. So I don't, so I understand why she didn't admit to it. Because the reason why she didn't admit to it was because Kenya specifically wanted to use it to, 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 to shame her. I feel like had Kenya never tried to use that moment to exploit her and to make her seem like a whore or like some type of tramp, she would have been more than happy saying she fucked Bolo. She's a single woman. She ain't got no man. Like, she can do whatever the hell she wants to. But I think because Kenya was trying to shame her, she would not give her that moment. Right. She would not give her. So even if she had to deny it to the end of time, she gonna deny it. Or rather, she ne- she never really denied it. She just never confirmed it either. She right. just was like, why are we talking about this? Like, why well, are we talking about it? I didn't understand why it was a big deal. Exactly. I mean, because because nobody else had shit going on. Kenya didn't have no motherfucking storyline. Yeah, and she didn't like, want to talk about Mark Daly with his fine evil ass. Yeah, it's like why is it even a thing? It's so stupid. That was a thing because she didn't want to talk about Mark. 
what that's do why you, that was a thing. Do you think anyone else messed around with Bella besides Portia? Like, do you think Drew did something? No. Okay. I genuinely don't think nobody else did nothing except who maybe was, Latoya. Maybe who Latoya. Who was the girl? Who was the girl? Was it Latoya um, that Portia was making out with for a minute? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was Latoya. Okay. I, I feel like them, them two probably got a piece of Bolo. You know, what happened to Latoya? Because I liked her. I grew to... She's one of those people who I knew I was going to love to hate, but she didn't get asked back. I, I was I kind of liked her. I mean, as a cast member, I did. I I felt like she did a bit too much her first season, but yes. I wouldn't have been mad if they brought her back, though. I felt like once she would have seen herself on TV and saw she was doing a lot, she could have pulled it back, and then yeah. she could have gotten it together. But I felt like her first season, she was a little too chaotic for me. Yeah. Now... Let me ask you something, since we're going down memory lane. Mm-hmm. If you could cast your own season of Ultimate Girls Trip, who would you choose and where would you send them? Oh, wow. Um, I actually think they did a good job with that, um, with season two of the Ultimate Girls, which I have not even seen when they went to the Berkshires. Oh, I've seen that whole season. The ex-wives club? Oh, it's so good. Okay, because I think if you're going to ask me about, I would think, I think they did a perfect job on that one, and and I'm so jealous. I have not even seen it yet, but I'm glad you're saying it's good, because I can imagine it's good. It's worth the watch. (laughs) It's so good. Hush, Abby. Sorry, my dog is in here having a fit right now. Oh, you're fine. But she she considers me her, her emotional support human, so I allow her to just be rambunctious while I'm trying to be professional and record a podcast. There you go. God bless her. But, I have a cat, and they're more chill. So. See, I have a cat, but I but he's at my friend's house right now because um I it's a long story. But I have my dog with me now, and, like, my dog, Abby, she is, like, literally stuck to me like glue, and I don't really have a problem with it, so I just no. roll with it. Why would you? What kind of I dog is she? She's a pit mix. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah, she's I my little baby love. I love so much. I want a dog. I've been wanting one, but, you know, it's, I don't, I feel like I don't have time right now, and I've got my cat, and cats, you know, pretty much take care of themselves, so... Right, I completely feel you. Yeah, I, I would not be a dog person. Well, well, I probably wouldn't want dogs. Not, not to say that I'm not a dog person because I became a dog person because I have three of them now. Right. But I became a dog person. But I always thought that I would be a cat person be, because they pretty much take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. But if I was not like a stay-at-home mom, I don't think I would do it because I wouldn't have the time. Just like you, you know, like, like I feel like dogs need the attention, and I just wouldn't. I I would feel so guilty just leaving a dog at home all day. No, yeah, they do need the attention. That's why I don't have one now because I've been one. I was I've been at home for I wasn't home for like the past ten years taking care of my kid, and now he's grown, and now I'm working. But I was wanting a dog, you know, because I need something to do, and I've mm-hmm. always wanted one. But now I'm working, and I'm like I don't have the time, and they do. Dogs need the attention, and. Yeah. Yeah, so 
that is what I it com- is but i completely feel you on that i've become a dog person and now i don't know what i would do without abby well, oh god they're so great aren't or they? my bigger dog luna yeah my, abby and luna they're like my total soulmates and then anime who's my husband's mother's dog she's like a grandmother to us basically because she's so old but she's the sweetest thing ever and she's just like old and chill and she stays out the way and but abby and luna they're like my little best friends so i stick with them all the time but my final question for you and then i'm gonna let you go and (laughs) enjoy the rest of your night but i have to ask what is probably the number one asked question to any person who has ever even seemed like they've seen an episode of Housewives? Wait, ask old... me ask me that one more time? I have to ask you the question that anybody who has ever even looked like they've watched an episode of Housewives has been asked. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This is the most common Housewives question ever. Okay. What's your tagline? I don't have one. I hate to say that, but I don't. It's I mean, fair. You don't have to have one, but I, I but don't. I've actually, I've never, I, I, I have thought about it before, but I've never come up with my own tagline. Never. Like, I, I just have to think about it. I don't know. I close all my phone calls with that question because it's the most commonly asked question of yeah. all housewives um, like ever. So I always ask just for the sake of asking because it's like, that, that's just an HCU question. It's like, you just have to ask it, right? Yeah. I, mean, I, I feel so bad. Like, I should have thought about that. You can always think of another one. Think of one and then leave it in a voice message. Want on the podcast, and then I'll play it on the show. You can all you you always have time. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do that then. Yeah, for sure. Because it took me years to think of mine. I just came up with my tagline maybe a few weeks ago. Okay, what is it? Mine is I'm totally not aggressive, just black. <laughs> oh no! Oh my yeah. goodness! I yeah. like it. Hush, like Abby. This. Makes you think, doesn't it? It does make you think. Well, I'm I gonna tried have to think come of... up with one now. I can't, I can't believe I've never done that. I finally came up with a good one because I was like, I, because I did. Listen, I'm a bit of an activist, right? Like I was literally raised by former Black Panthers, mm-hmm. so it's in my DNA, quite literally. Okay. So I just, you know, that's just a part of how I think about things, and I mm-hmm. know that if I was to ever join a franchise. I know my personality and people are going to try to call me an angry black woman. People are going to try to label me as angry. They're going to try to label me as bitchy. I would never say that. You never come across as that to me ever. Well, you've never pissed me off, so (laughs) there you go. Hey, well, the same. The same. I'm a totally different person, so there you go. Right. So, like, I know that once I get into a housewife type of space, I'm just going to be written off as the angry black woman that just goes off and cusses everybody out and just reads everybody down. And I'm going to be called aggressive. One, because I'm also darker skinned. So, there's the, so then there's the colorism aspect that plays into it. And I'm black as hell, too. Pro-black, 
that's even a thing. I can't believe in this day and age, like, that's even a thing, you know? Oh, trust me. People are still using the paper bag test as, as, as litany for their friendship circle. That's still a thing. Horrible. Yeah. So I felt like me being the person that I am, I'm always somebody, mind you, I'm black and Panamanian, but I'm always going to be pro-black first because okay. that's the first thing that anybody's ever going to see me as is a black person. Yeah. So I just felt like that was the tagline that made the most sense. Like, I- I'm not aggressive, just black. I like it. Because <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's jarring, but it's also funny. It is. Like, like it's like, oh, wait, that's intense. But it's also kind of hilarious at the same no, time. No, it is. I like it. It's good. But yeah, that's all. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for taking my my call today. I really appreciate you. Oh, no. I, pre- I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Like, I'm totally flattered you would even think to me or reach out to me and want to do this and I've never done this before and I am I'm extremely flattered and I had a really good time and I think you're awesome thank you so much likewise well for somebody who's never done this before you 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 gave me a great conversation so I'm super appreciative and you did amazing and you gave me great answers and I thank you so much thank you so much and I I just want to ask you about your name real quick Cherie Laveau Mm-hmm. Is that any? Is that a play on Marie Laveau? Direct connection. I love her. Direct connection, because um, I you know have, New Orleans is my favorite place in the whole world. It's one of my um, one of my favorites as well. I have family that's from there, and after after Hurricane Katrina, Katrina. happened. I met a lot of people from New Orleans and I really got super in great involved in like New Orleans culture from the friends that I made and I became obsessed with the culture and the people in the city. And so when I was creating my my well my new drag name because my old drag name was Melanie Monroe which was spelled with a New Orleans type of French French Creole spelling. Mhm. When I created this name, I wanted something that was a direct connection to to a historical black figure that wasn't somebody that was necessarily like like a celebrity that we could think of, but I wanted somebody who was really black but really impactful and really helpful. Mm-hmm. And Marie Laveau was the first person that 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 came to my mind. There you go. And so I and so I wanted when somebody heard my drag name to instantly have a connection to something, and mm-hmm. so I knew as soon as people heard Cherie Laveau, they were going to think about Marie Laveau. So I was absolutely, like, it's perfect. Yeah. So the so the backstory for my drag character is, well, most people don't know this because most people who come to my podcast don't know about my YouTube channel, but I have tattoos of Prince and Grace Jones, right? Okay. So my backstory is is that Prince and Grace Jones got together one night at Studio 54, had a drug-fueled drunken night. They had a time. Grace got pregnant, had a love child, had me, right? I love it. So, so then I got older, and then I did my ancestry. Then I found out that my roots go straight back to Marie Laveau, and then I just took on the inheritance of that and now I live my life as her direct descendant 
kind of like serious? Akasha from it. Yeah, like like it's kind of like the Akasha character from the Interview with the Dam, or um yeah. from the um from um Queen of the Dam and the Interview with the Vampire series. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. That is awesome. I love yeah. that so much. So my drag character is basically just a long lost, or a like 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 my drag character is like basically just the great 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 granddaughter of Marie Laveau. Oh my God, I love that. That's so just, awesome. Who just happens to be the love child of Prince and Grace Jones. There you go. For fun. That is so cool. I love that so much. I live an hour away from New Orleans. I go there all the time. I live about four hours away from New Orleans. And I have not been there in a really long time. But I really want to go back. I miss it. I'm I'm planning a whole trip there for my birthday next year. Because I just want to go so bad. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So maybe one day we'll... We'll um, cross paths in the French Quarter, and we'll have some talk and some and some gumbo and some chit chat and some things and some things and some tequila. Yeah, uh, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I am here for all of those things. Both me too. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Well, I'm gonna keep in touch with you. I'm gonna keep you on my Please thing. And, yeah, and thank. Thank you. Thanks again. I just I appreciate it. And I'm going to, you know, put it on my page and keep up with your page and I'll help share and all that. I appreciate that so much. Please do keep, keep, stay in touch. Don't be a stranger. Like, like I, I'm like, like to say once we, once we do a phone call, we are friends now because I, I don't get on the phone with just anybody. So if I call you, we friends. Absolutely. So we home girls now. Absolutely. So please keep in touch. I'll be in touch. Check in. See how you doing. Um, this episode of the show should probably be out. Um, if not Friday, maybe Monday of next week. Okay. So I'll, but I'll be in touch and like um let you know. I'll be um tagging you in posts and stuff, so you'll see it and stuff like that. But yeah, I appreciate you again. Thank you so much. This was a really fun conversation. I know it was. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, keep in touch. And um, I will talk to you soon, I'm sure. Absolutely. You enjoy the rest of your night, love. I'll talk to you later. All right. You too. All righty. Bye-bye, sweetheart. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Alright everybody, that was my conversation with Barbara from Bravo by Barb. Let me guys know what you thought about this conversation. I think that I had such a fun time and I'm really starting to get into a groove with these phone calls. And each conversation is so different and brings such a unique view to the similar questions that I ask each person. And I think that that's why I try to keep some signature questions to ask everybody because I want to see this HCU Bravo reality TV space from these different people's eyes, but keep a similar type of conversation going and see where that type of platform or that type of foundation lays the roots for us to sprout and grow into a bigger conversation. So I had a good time with her. You guys let me know who you think is hotter, Schwartz or Sandy and why. Y'all know the drill. Leave me a voice message. Attach a message to the question on Spotify. 
leave me a comment on YouTube or on Instagram. Make sure you follow the show at Real Reality Realness on Instagram. If you want to follow me, follow me at Cherie Laveau. Make sure you guys follow Bravo by Barb at Bravo by Barb. And yeah, I appreciate you guys so much. Leave me a five-star rating. If you like the episode, leave me a review. Um share, subscribe, hit the notification bell, do all of the thing that the thing the thing the things. Make sure you're subscribed to Georgia Carolina as well. Share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, do all of those things that the thing the thing the things. I appreciate you so much. Thank you in advance. And until next time, be real, stay in reality, and always bring the realness. I am Cherie Laveau, and I'll see y'all on the next episode. Peace.